So I asked Uri Ben Menashe about if this was just part of a huge thing like Eric has described and that part was shut down if the hole is still in operation. And he said, yeah, the hole is still in operation. Can you speculate as to how that gets, you know, continues in, in, its, in, the, in the present? Yeah, because they didn't go after his properties. Like, they found some CDs in New York, right? And that story disappeared, too. He had safes, uh, he, and, and Gesling Maxwell was at large, so she has all the information in Blackwell, too. Um, she's too hot to be public, but she has the info, so they always structure these things with redundancy. And there's already a new Epstein, and there were Epsteins before Epstein, he, he's the one that got caught uh, too many times, and uh, they ended up taking him out. But, you know, that black book, we've seen all the powerful names in there. The entire uh, mega donor structure is still in place. And we've seen, for example, the Bronfman and the Nexium cult, where uh, Claire Bronfman pleaded guilty already. They were branding women, and that was full of abuse. Uh, Sarah Bronfman there as well, and that goes right back to the mega donors too. Um, so these kind of things happen and you had the, we've had the finders cult, we've had the Franklin credit union, uh, affair. We've, we've seen, uh, huge human trafficking in Israel from, uh, Eastern Europe that even in their own Knesset, it wasn't until the past the two thousands that they could even get laws against this stuff. And they didn't even pass laws against it because of the horror of sex trafficking the reason that they finally got motivated to do something about it is because it was disrupting the Jewish demographic majority in Israel. That was the argument they went with, not the abuse of women. And, and rather than punishing the traffickers, they punished the victims, the girls that have been brought there on false pretexts and ended up being thrown in the brothels as sex slaves, were further punished for illegal immigration rather than the people that trafficked them there. So this is an unapologetic state. You have to understand, Israel builds ethnic colonies in Palestine. They have snipers that shoot children in the balls for sport. There is no moral compass there. And they, they have plenty of Jeffrey Epstein's. I mean, their own presidents have been caught abusing women. Their own prime ministers have been caught abusing women. You had Moshe Katsev, the, both the Ahuds that I talked about earlier. That is, that's how they behave. The whole state from its inception was created by terrorist gangs that illegally smuggled people in arms through Haganah and Talmach. And so this is what was created there, right? It's a state on top of a state. It's ethnic cleansing, manifest destiny 2.0. So you don't think that they can run a pedophile operation and organ <laughs> trafficking? Of course they do. Epstein was replaceable. Like he said, he was a, he was a construct, a cutout. The real money is the mega group, and they have plenty of weirdo perverts to take his place. And with Maxwell at large, with all the information and probably the zip disk and things they have, you know, the blackmail and all these people, nobody really got freed from his web. All they did was kill Epstein so that he couldn't plea bargain up uh, his way out of a more comfortable jail cell or whatever and didn't give information to authorities that would start going after these people. And so they still hold the purse things very 
tightly. I do think part of the of the infrastructure was dismantled, not by the arrest of Epstein, but by his the butler that smuggled out the black book and gave us all the list of names. Because with that, the Miami Herald and Vanity Fair and all these investigative journalists have been able to dig, dig, dig and figure out uh, who's getting squeezed. And that has uh, really did do damage to this operation. But I guarantee you there's a lot of names we don't know about yet. And those people are still being leveraged. You mentioned the Franklin scandal and I recently interviewed Nick Bryan. And it's really sad that the only people who went to prison in that case were the victims. And they dangled these huge sentences over their heads for perjury. Now, mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking that the apparatus at large has looked at the Epstein part of itself and said to itself, okay, we've got to avoid this in the future. Lessons learned. Now, if you go back to the Franklin scandal, and numerous other honey track operations. You've got the people, the victims are often from the lowest economic structures, from care homes. They are encouraged into crime and drug addiction. And it's guaranteed then that when they become adults, nobody in the world is going to listen to them. They're criminalized, they're prostitutes, whatever labels they throw upon them. You're a heroin addict. Yeah, that's what they do. So, and a lot of Epstein's were also um, from the lower tier of society. But for his taste and for it to be most effective when they started recruiting models, you know, who were poor. but And they did get a lot of victims who couldn't speak English. There are mentions like Virginia mentions orgies where a lot of the girls there from Eastern Europe and didn't even speak English. So they did prey on the weakest, but not every time. They did prey also on some American girls who are right now speaking about it, and they didn't kill them. So like Gesling probably would have. They live with them long enough to gain their trust and get away, and that's the mistake they made, I suppose. So now they're just going to hammer on them even harder. We have got to catch Gesling Maxwell and Jean-Luc Brunel, like prosecutions in this case have to happen. We're halfway there. Andrew needs to be questioned. Wexner needs to be questioned. He's a billionaire, right? Abuse went on on his property. Dershowitz is another one out there that can be squeezed. It's not happening, and so the public needs to say, why? Go to the authorities and say, why aren't we pressing this case of international child abuse, right? We have to make it happen. We cannot let this die in the UK, in the US, and in France, because he abused girls in Paris as well. There, we need a co- an international coalition you know, to not let this story drop and to try and find and prosecute some of these people and unravel it all the way down. Because if you could get the mega group and remove the money from this, that is what really would make it fall apart. Because those guys have their fingers in a lot of other pies too. and But they... They layer it like we were talking about earlier. They're the finance guy and they have different bag men. But when they want to do something really dirty, like assassinate somebody, they turn to organized crime because they're expendable. I'll just play the last two minutes of Weinstein then to see if it jolts any more thoughts. The same fortune. Who's asking these questions? Did everybody go to sleep when they taught journalism in school? I just don't understand. I guess my sort of disconnect as well is this sense of I worked in Channel 4 News. They had an investigative unit. 
these were the kind of bread and butter questions. They pushed really hard, for example, on the phone hacking scandal in the UK, the, the Murdoch Papers phone hacking scandal that also involved networks of power. It involved uh, shady deals. It involved corruption. And they, they pursued that quite intensely. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling a sense of dislocation because I agree with you. There are these questions that are not being asked. And I find it difficult to understand why that is, knowing that there are knowing the, the public interest and, know, and knowing the, the, that these questions have been asked in the past. Let me tell you what happened. People started asking those questions and they stopped. And that's what idea suppression is all about. We don't have the resources to pursue that right now. Well, actually, I'm concerned that this is starting to reek of conspiracy theory. Uh, I think given the delicacies of the situation, I'm going to need a lot more evidence before I give this thing the go-ahead. These are the sorts of things that you say when you're trying to shut down a line of inquiry. And my guess is, is that whatever the story is, it represents some very powerful structure that we tripped over. And I tripped over that structure in 2002. And I was convinced at the time before there was any knowledge about this Florida situation um, that this was constructed. I mean, we have a very famous case of a guy named Ellie Cohn who was fitted with a backstory and became a playboy uh, in yeah. Damascus and held orgies, if I understand correctly, where he collected information and leverage against people in the Syrian government. If you take that situation, this looks remarkably similar. We've got a guy who was apparently a math teacher at a private high school, and the next thing we know, uh, he's avoided jail in some sort of financial scandal, and he suddenly set up as a mystery financier um, with connections to absolutely everyone in the top echelons of power. Something doesn't smell right about the story, given that nobody appears to have ever traded currencies with a guy who was apparently moving billions as a currency trader. So you know about this Ellie Cohen situation? Yes, and it's interesting how Eric mentions that he set up orgies and honey traps and spied on the Syrian government. For whom? It was for the Israeli intelligence. And he mentions Ellie Cohen knowing that you can just look that up if you don't know you type his name in and figure out oh yes he worked for the israelis he was an arab israeli that went in and spied and used honey traps so he's he's pulled out an analogy that couldn't be more close you know he in every aspect other than saying it's israel he said it's israel with that right there if it wasn't clear in the beginning with all the hints he dropped he sealed the deal at the end of that interview with that analogy well, look, Ryan, you've spent a fair amount of your time with us today. Is there anything that I have missed out asking you that you would like to say? Oh, I appreciate all the time. And there's there's things I think you've gone over it with other people about the sweetheart deal and, and the Clintons and other things. There's a lot of stuff. I would recommend people uh, to get on my Patreon if you want to get this map. The map behind me is the old map. The new one has faces, names, and if you uh, order this, that's going to allow me to make it interactive uh, with an artist. So that's what we're looking forward to. And I think this will be the information dump and I'll get you a, a poster as well. But I want you to, to sign a book for me. So Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get these, um, these two over to you um, ASAP. And um, I'm sure people are going to be asking if, if there would be perhaps a part three. So I'll, I'll tell people. 
if Ryan is obliged to do that, if he's so kind to do that, um, please put your questions uh, in the comment section below this video. And if he does agree to do a part three, we will put those questions to him in that uh, future video. Sean, I'm being pressured by my crowd to uh, talk about September 11th with you at some future date, which I'm fine would do that too, or part three. But that's something we can we can discuss later as well. Yeah, that was my wake up call. Was the insider trading that occurred um, before 9/11? That was my big time wake up moment. So I'd love to do that. There's so, a lot of go there's a lot of goofy stuff said about 9/11. I'm not one of those guys. Just to let you know, we do the <laughs> the, the grown up version. Yes, and there's plenty of insider trading. That's absolutely right. Be sure to smash that like button, share, and subscribe, and you can get a whole lot more content by following us on Patreon.